0: music that you hear in today's podcast is from Fogo Azul in New York City. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Brazilian Beat. Join us as we get to know the Brazilian percussion and music making community one interview at a time. This is Courtney. And this is Diana. Hello! Hello! Happy Halloween! Although it this is, is. going to be later than after Halloween, but Happy Halloween, everybody! Yeah, we're uh, recording this on Halloween evening, um,
1: and I've had a very boring Halloween evening. <laughs> I had my my uh, porch light off so kids wouldn't come. I don't have any candy, or I'm a Grinch. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I had a spider land on my head did yeah
1: is that good luck for halloween i
0: guess i don't know we were actually passing out candy and this girl's like there's a spider gonna <laughs> land on your head <laughs> i didn't believe her and then she's like it's touching your head <laughs> <laughs> and then tadempia looks at me and is like ah and she like knocks the spider onto a trick or treat. i don't know <laughs> and then the girl's like nobody ever believes little kids <laughs> you've learned uh, your lesson Lord. yes always believe little kids. If you guys need instruments, I am importing instruments from Brazil. You can go check it out. I've got some nice photos up and you can see um, all the details at gosamba.net So go check it out. Anything exciting coming in, Courtney? Yeah, I just uh, wired some money today and then it didn't work so I have to wire some money tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to Sao Paulo so yeah I'm uh, bringing in new stuff it's taken I got I've been working on this one for a while getting these connections made and getting all the conversations happening but cool. yeah we're getting in some timbre things some chimbaos and some some cool stuff so big nice. orders from a couple different groups have been um, ordering a lot of drums so yeah, yeah we're gonna great. get yeah yeah go samba so go
1: samba <laughs> you can also order your fine Brazilian beat t-shirts at the gosamba that's right. .net website that's right check it out yes well thanks for listening everybody thanks for coming back again we're uh, bringing you another fine episode
0: yes yes this is a this is one we've been trying to set up for a while we've um, had some some uh, scheduling yeah we've had some we almost were able to make it happen a couple times but then some things came up so we're happy to get this one done i think this is an important one for us to have
1: yes she's a busy person so it was um always challenging to schedule but we got it done and uh, we're talking today uh with stacy kovacs from fogo azul new york Stacey hails from sunny Buffalo, New York, where she grew up playing piano and taking tap dance lessons at age 5 and percussion at age 8. She was in many different musical organizations as a drummer throughout her youth and eventually learned trombone, and you'll hear more about that during the interview. Um, she is responsible for bringing Batala, New York, an Afro-Brazilian Samba and Reggae drumming project to New York City in 2011. As founder, creator, and artistic director of Batala, New York, being part of a franchise was limiting. So she started her own group, Fogo Azul NYC. So here we go with our interview with Stacey Kovacs. Enjoy. Good morning everyone. Good morning, Diana. How are you doing? Good morning. It's a Sunday morning and I'm still kind of waking up and my voice is a little funny, so <laughs> I'm doing okay though. I'm actually I have I have my coffee right here, my second cup, and some water, so I'm good.
0: How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Who do we have on
1: the show today? Uh, we have Stacy Kovacs from New York City. Good morning, Stacy, or good afternoon to you.
2: Hey, good afternoon, actually, <laughs> yes. over
1: here. It's 2 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and Stacy is a director of uh, Fogo Azul, Bateria Femenina. Um, They're a big, huge, samba, hege drum line from, from New York. And we're so happy to, to talk to you today. It's been a while since we've been kind of planning this.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. My uh, schedule is it's in flux every day with so much we do so many gigs at it and then I work a real job in a hospital. So balancing all that. So thank you for oh, being flexible.
0: You're most welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Stacey. Can you, can we get started by asking you how, um, like where you grew up and how you got started with music?
2: Sure. So, yeah, so I am from a uh, beautiful, sunny Buffalo, New mm-hmm. York. Uh, I grew up in a suburb uh, called Orchard Park and I, um, you know, I moved to New York in two thousand and five for a job. So, um, but yeah, growing up there was uh, you know interesting. It's it's kind of the gateway to the Midwest, so it was a little boring, yet a little bit fun. Yet, you know, always longing for more stuff to do that you see on TV or various you know other magazines or whatever. Because we didn't have the internet growing up, so you know, so it was fun growing up there. But I'm so glad to be in New York City
1: um so did you start playing music as a child
2: yeah I started so my my parents uh I have an older brother who they had uh, a piano we had a piano in the house and he had taken lessons and uh therefore it was only my uh my just right to uh also follow in his footsteps and take piano lessons so I started on piano when I was like I don't know seven or eight and then um at about the same time in third grade, and in most American schools, at least they used to. They used to start uh, introducing band and orchestra, and then uh, you can like choose an instrument. So, um, you know, after trying all the instruments, I chose drums, uh, and my parents graciously uh, allowed that to happen. Um, hmm. It was it was uh, it was sort of destined because I used to. Growing up, we used to always go to this diner for dinner because my parents were terrible cooks. So we would uh, go out to dinner and I was routinely shushed because I was using two straws to play on the various glasses and plates and whatever uh, in the diner. So it was sort of inevitable that uh, I play, choose drums. Uh, So yeah, so I started on drums and I still continued piano and my parents, my mom had also uh, (laughs) she had enrolled me in tap and jazz classes. Uh, probably actually when I was like four or five. So I had been doing that uh, along with piano, along with drums. um, And then, um, you know, I continued drums. And then I didn't continue dance. Once I hit puberty, all sorts of weird things happened and my body stopped moving in a very graceful way. And so I quit (laughs) that. But I stuck with drums. And then, um, you know, and I eventually quit piano. uh, And then I... In 10th grade, um, the summer between 9th and 10th grade, our marching band in high school, uh, we were one of those competitive marching bands that did the halftime shows with all the patterns on the field. Um, so we uh, we were very much into marching band in high school. And my director, we had no trombone players. So uh, my director of the band the, the spring before the following year had said, look, if anyone here can wants to learn to play trombone, we need at least three of them for next year. Um and, you know, to further entice you uh if you learn it well and you learn this solo, we're gonna be playing this song called George on My Mind and it's got a big opening trombone solo. So me and um two of my friends who played drums actually uh, we were like, oh let's do this. And it was, it was me and two other, you know, teenage girls. And we, over the summer, like would get together with trombones and just like make terrible noises in our basements (laughs) and just like, but we taught ourselves. So we taught ourselves. And then, uh, you know, I ended up, uh, being the dork and, uh, learning the solo the best. So I got the solo. So I switched formally to trombone at that time in like 10th grade. And then I, I stayed with trombone. Um, That solo, it goes down in history with my family, though, because that was when, I believe that was, yes, that was definitely our competition. We went to Syracuse University every year for the New York State Field Band Conference, and I had mono for the weekend of the competition. So usually, like, the band people, we all, you know, hop on a school bus and schlep down to... You know, the big football stadium in Syracuse, it's a big deal. You stay overnight with your friends and, like, you know, and, and like, you do goofy things and stay up all night and eat candy bars and stuff. And then, but I didn't, and I had to drive down with my parents, and the only thing I remember of that whole trip is driving in the car and then getting out of the car <laughs> somehow. I got my uniform on, somehow I marched in a halftime show, somehow I played that solo, and then I remember sleeping the rest of the way home. That's oh no. <laughs> so that's really all I remember. But that's, uh, so yeah, so that was my intro to uh, tromboning. But then I stuck with it. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really a marching band uh, person at heart. Like, that's sort of my, you know, I grew up, you know, surrounded by uh, marching band stuff because I lived very close to the uh, stadium where the Buffalo Bills play. So every summer mm. there's a, there's an organization called Drum Corps International and they would go on tour. And part of the tour was the stadium where I lived near. Uh, so I would see them every summer. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of like, it's sort of my, my thing was, was marching band. So I wanted to go to college and major in marching band, but that's not a realistic major. So, um, so I ended up going to Michigan state uh, university and I played trombone still in the marching band I sort of gave up drumming uh altogether at that point and uh and you know in retrospect I think at the time I just I was afraid I wouldn't make the drum line because the the drum line there is one of these you know those really good drum lines where people like throw the sticks and flip yeah. It. oh yeah and it's competitive and all you know it's mostly guys and they all do drum corps in the summer and like you know, so it, it's, it's super competitive. So uh, I stuck with trombone for that reason. So it was a good choice because I had a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, and then, you know, I was there five years and, you know, being in a marching band in a Big Ten school, you, if you're, if the sports teams do well, you know, they take the band on various trips. So like, you know, I was able to, I went to three bowl games, one of which was in Hawaii. I uh, was in the basketball band and went to uh, two Final Fours, you know, and at court level. We played Duke one year and like, I don't know, UNC or something, some other year, Kansas or Kentucky, one of those, I don't remember. I was, you know, I don't really care about sports, but it was, um, (laughs) it, it was, it was cool. So like, you know. So that's sort of my history with music and like that. And then I, you know, you graduate from college and you come home or you go somewhere and it's like you're an adult now and all of that is kind of gone unless you find something.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, there's no organized, you know, unless someone has an organization. So you have to live in a place that has that, you know. So yeah, so that's that history. I think that
0: transition is hard for a lot of people. You come from, you know, organized marching band and getting an outlet for that part of your life and then you're kind of looking for something to do. What I think do that's hard for a lot of people.
2: Totally. Right. Yeah, I sort of, I went into this like deep depression and I maxed out a bunch of credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> just just like, you know, because I, I came home back to Buffalo and all my friends were still in Michigan or they were still like, I'll swear. You know, and it was like, I had to like make friends and like, it was just weird. So, so I traveled a lot and, you know, spent a lot on gas and hotels and stuff. But yeah, so that was, you know, fun. so yeah, that's, I guess everyone does that, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, when did you first encounter Samba Hague?
2: Oh, so, so I didn't really know I was listening to Samba Hague or Brazilian music pretty much since I was a kid. Uh, the, um, uh, I would listen to, uh, well, you know, those things called records. Um, I would listen to records that my father had that, you know, I can't remember who it was, to be honest. But eventually, I I do remember hearing um, the Paul Simon song, uh, The Obvious Child, mm-hmm. uh, with Ola Doom, not knowing what any of that was. You know what I mean? But just knowing I was Paul Simon, and then uh, eventually then, you know, Michael Jackson's They do not Really Care About Us with Ola Doom, and again, not knowing who this was, you know, whatever, oh, this cool music, it's awesome, and I would listen to it over and over and over. Um, But that's sort of my first experience, and then, like, you know, samba stuff, like, you know, um, bossa nova, uh, like, loungy music. My brother, who's older than me, he, he likes loungy music, so he would play, like, random bossa nova, which I didn't know at the time was bossa nova. It was just, you know, whatever my brother listened to. Uh, but then what happened was, fast forward to being an adult, right, in uh, Buffalo, there's nothing to do, right? So I ended up going to graduate school out in Boston, and then over time I just figured I'd never play music again, and then I moved to New York. So when I was in New York, um, there is a marching band here called the Big Apple Corps, and um I inquired about joining on trombone. So that was what I did in New York. I played trombone with them for a while, and I wanted to join the drumline, but it was, you know, drumlines tend to have caps on them. You can't have, like, 40 drummers and 10 other instrument players. So they wouldn't let me join the drumline. So it kind of got me a little frustrated. So I found on Craigslist, and I, I don't remember what I was looking for, but I found it was an ad for samba drumming. It was like, learn to samba drum, and, you know, here's, here's the link or whatever. And so I emailed, and it, it w- turned out to be Philip Galinsky of Samba New York. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to his, like, intro to samba classes. And, you know, it was, it was super fun. One, to be drumming again. And two, to be playing this music that I sort of been listening to as growing up, not knowing really what it was. Um, and then those were his intro classes. And then, like, he sort of extended an invitation to join his bateria. So I joined that, and I was playing with him, and, you know... What I, were
1: you playing at that time? Oh, I was playing Kaisha. Playing Kesha?
2: Yeah, I was mm-hmm. playing Kaisha. And, um, so yeah, so I, I was playing that with him, and then through that, um, just by talking to other people, I learned of another group here in New York called Manhattan Samba, uh, mm-hmm. with Ivo, and then, uh, New York with Scott Kettner... And mm-hmm. uh, I actually joined all three. I was in all three at <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Join all the bands. Yeah, and in the marching band, and another marching band where I played trombone called um, the Rude Mechanical Orchestra. So I was doing, <laughs> yes, five. Five groups at once. Yeah, I was busy. But, um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I had a day job, and I work in a hospital. I'm a physician assistant, so that's sort of like what I do to sustain my you know, my life, in sort of, so, yeah, it's just, exactly, because I, yeah, but, so yeah, so that's, that, I did that, I ended up quitting the marching bands, because it was too much, but I stayed with the drumming, and then, um, for a good, like, two or three years in the various groups, um, you know, and then, uh, ultimately, what happened was, uh, Evo, with Manhattan Samba, uh, used to always march in um, the the day before Brazil Day in New York. It was Lovage. I'm probably Mm -hmm. saying that wrong, my terrible Portuguese. But it was the cleansing of the streets that was uh, put on uh, by a woman named Silvana Magda every Saturday before, or well, Sunday before Brazilian Day, which is Labor Day Monday here in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were playing, and and I love Ivo, but in traditional Brazilian style he was late, and the (laughs) So, there were, like, a few of us uh, with our own instruments, because he has a van that he schleps around all the drums, so people were waiting for him, and and granted, it's, it's a lot of parking issues and stuff, but so fine. So, he was late, so we ended up tagging, like, four or five of us ended up sort of tagging on the back of this group, who was dressed in all white, there were about 80 of them, and they were almost, almost all women, and um, they were playing Samahege and you know we're playing with them playing with them and there's this guy up front in this big cape and a cigar and like he's conducting and it's dramatic and whatever but it's cool music and it's like oh wow this is totally different than what you know wait drama.
0: a cape and a cigar <laughs> oh, i'll get to
2: that i'll get to that that's relevant that's relevant but yeah no definitely a cape and like a head wrap in a cigar a big fat stogie and he's just like conducting and like you know, like, like the, you know, like the, I don't know, some leader he is. So we're like, who is this? Like what's happening? So when it's done, you know, it was only a few blocks long. And, um, when it's done, it turns out it's a group called Batala Washington. Um, so, uh, Batala Washington, uh, I spoke to some of them and it, it, at the time that was a big event where Mundo Batala comes and, uh, multiple, so, What I learned was the guy in the cape with the stogie was this gentleman named Jiba who uh, is like the head maestro of uh, an organization called Batala. And what you can do with Batala is it's a franchise and you can buy into it and uh, start one in any city if you have the time, have the crazy brain, and you know are just willing to to try it. Uh, So what I learned was his name is Jiba there were people there from Batala, Paris. There were people there from Batala, you know, Washington. There were people there from Batala, Brasilia. Uh, maybe some other European cities. But those were the three main cities. So I talked to all of them. And, you know, D.C. gave me their card and stuff. And, you know, and I was like, whatever. And then I looked at um, my friend who I was playing with at the time, Laura, Laura Terrell. And I said, dude, New York needs one of these. And she was like, yeah. And then one of the women from Batala, Washington, <laughs> she goes, uh, no. <laughs> We're the only one in the U.S., and it's going to stay that way. And, like, when you challenge me, like, that's, like, like I was, like. are going to do it. Exactly. I was, like, oh, hell no. This is New York City. I was, like, watch watch me. And I was, like, oh, God, what did I just say? So,
0: so far. <laughs> that seems to be the way Batala spreads, is somebody sees it and then wants to do it for themselves.
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know what his bigger aim is, but it does sort of spread uh spread by either word of mouth or someone seeing it yeah definitely i mean i think right now they have over 40 i mean they've they're they're in europe primarily i mean it's based out of france mm-hmm. it's not he 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 was living in paris he's not i mean he's from salvador and he's by ba- but but like it was started in paris it's a, it's a european thing um, and when
1: was that when was so this Stacey, that this was event that, you were-
2: that was uh brazilian day 2011
1: Mm, so it hasn't been that long.
2: Correct, yeah. So throughout that, like, fall, like, you know, whatever, I was like, uh, that would be cool. Uh, and I, I, you know, and I, like, emailed and really didn't get much response from Botswana Washington. And then finally, someone responded and put me in touch with the original founder of Botswana Washington, who was a, a woman named Solange, who is from Brasilia. So she, long story short, Washington was founded, like, five or six years earlier than that. And she uh, was, her and a friend from Batla Brasilia, heard their husbands worked for the World Bank, and they had been transferred to D.C. So they started, for funsies, Batla Washington, in their garage. And mm. then it grew and grew and grew, and then they were traveling, you know, to New York and stuff, and that's, that's the group I saw. And then, so she put me in touch with Paulo, the guy who leads Batla Brasilia. And then it's sort of like, it was like this sort of like, people ask me like what possessed me to do this and i'm like i really don't know like i, I can't answer i just went along with it and went along with it and i, I was given a choice and he was like well you know you can if you truly want to do this you can either pay for Jiba to come to new york uh with like 30 drums and he'll teach you the basics and you know you go from there or you know carnival is coming up in february and if you want every year in mundo batala Goes down to carnival and plays uh, with uh, Afro bloco called Cortejo Afro, and you know you could stay in the house and you know and meet everyone. And I was like, oh, let's see, I can either pay for some guy I don't know to come here, or I can go to Brazil and play in carnival. I, so, so that the, the answer was obvious. So uh, Laura and I went to Salvador for carnival 2012, and we stayed in the Basala house. Um, we we met people, we met everyone who you know from the different Various, mostly Paris. Man,
0: that place must be huge. <laughs> it's it's big, like, really huge. Yeah, and have a lot of bathrooms.
2: Yeah. So he he um he and a gentleman, which you probably know, Geronimo. He um is like the, mm-hmm. the king of Ache. Right. Like Geronimo and him are BFFs, and they purchased a house off the Pellerino. Um. So it's this old. I want to say Victorian, but that's not right because it's in Brazil. It's like this old colonial, but I guess Portuguese colonial. It's got four or five floors, and it's got uh, all the rooms, bedrooms are empty. So when you go and stay there, it's not, like, don't think of beds. You have to bring an air mattress, and Mm. you uh, basically sleep in a room with 15 people. Um, It's not the coziest. It's it's kind of fun the first year, but after doing it four years, I was kind of over that. Um, But the... um, it's really so kind of cool. like a hostel. Yes, it's a hostel without uh, e- e- without beds and without <laughs> privacy and without yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's cool. You know, it was cool, and there were like eight showers and toilets and stuff. I mean, he set it up. They set it up to to purposely, you know, do that. That was the goal. So, I mean, it worked, and it was walking distance to the pillow, and, and like, you know what I mean? It so, seems like
0: a really good situation for people who've never been to Brazil and might be nervous right. to go. They know Absolutely. they're going to be in this house with all these people yes. that they already know. Comfort level. Yeah,
2: and they've all been there, and they sort of show you around. But that was the year that there was a police strike. So uh, the when we got, by the time we got there, it was, uh, it was safe, and the police strike was over. But the people, like, from Athens and Paris who were there, like... A few weeks earlier, because Europeans get much more vacation time, so they had been there longer. They were like confined to the house; he wouldn't let him leave the house. So I was going there with Laura, and we were like, "Well, (laughs) let's just go," (laughs) you know. So yeah, so but so yeah, so it was it was nice to be with people who spoke the language, who kind of knew the drill. And then you know we we rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed, and we really I like I didn't go to the beach at all that trip. I was there like nine days. I saw no beach. I saw no like tourist things. It was like rehearse, 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 play, 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 carnival parade, parade, go home. You, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like it was, it, it's not. It, and that's the thing. Like the people from Europe and the other countries uh, in the global Basla world, they have more vacation time, so they were able to go earlier and stay later. You know what I mean? So, so it, it was. You know, don't get me wrong. It was amazing. Um, but the uh, that was it wasn't really a vacation. And then uh, sure, but. It was awesome. I mean, to play in Carnival in Salvador, like, the biggest one in the world, you know. And it, what's funny about it is I didn't know, really, what I was getting into. I was like, whee, I'm going to Brazil. But, like, you know, so it, <laughs> it, it, it's just, like, you know, and then we get there, and, and, you know, and it's, like, it was just fun. It was super fun. Because it's not Rio. You, you know, you think of, like, Rio with the, the floats and, the, you know, the Samba Dromo and all that. And this is just, like, a party. So, it, you know, it, it was super fun. Um, and I did it three more times. <laughs> so... Four times total, staying in the house, playing with Portejo Afro, mm-hmm. um, bringing back like 20 or 30 drums on the plane. Uh, and, each and during year, this
0: time, so you went the first time, and then after the first time is when you started the batsala group? Oh, yeah. Year? So, oh, so okay. yeah.
2: Sorry. That's, yeah. So, yeah. So what happened was we came back, we brought back 35 drums. Like, you know, they, you take them apart and they messed. So we had seven bags of drums. And they're surdus. They're, they're 24-inch surdos. So it's not like, you know, little drums. So, so you put
0: these as luggage on the plane?
2: Correct. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we checked them.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, the people at the airport are like, oh, drums, of course, very fragile. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, so they, they arrived safely. And <laughs> we, uh, we yeah. you know, we had, uh, I put signs up in, like, coffee shops and word of mouth, friends of friends and stuff. And we had a, like, uh, f- a first, like, what is Batala, like, uh info session like in March -March, mid-March and then we had like 20 or so you know we made it women only and 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 like a lot of people ask me well why is it women only so I honestly thought Batala itself the organization was women only because I only knew Batala Washington and Batala Brasilia and those are the other two women groups so when I went to Salvador and there were guys there I was like this is weird and then, and then when <laughs> Paulo, when I was speaking to him, and he's like, "Well, do you want to make it co-ed or women only?" And I was like, "What a dumb question! Like, why, why are you asking? Me? Like, you know what I mean?" I was like, "Of course, women only! Like, that's what it is! Like, that's the whole." But anyway, but I learned down in Brazil that in fact those two were the only two women-only groups, and the rest, the whole project was co-ed. So, um, but yeah, but so some I
0: women-only groups in like London and stuff. Uh, I there was other women-only groups. There was groups. one
2: in. The uh Austria, but now they're co ed and there was one in Mendoza. I'm not sure what's going on with them. Gotcha. Uh, but that was when I was still in Batwa. So, it yeah. seems
1: like it's primarily women anyway, right? Even if there are if it, even if it is co ed, co-ed, are not that correct. Many
2: men. Yeah, that's actually true. Um yeah, if you look at the, if you look at photos and videos, it's mostly women. Yeah. yeah like, right. Across the board, like not just Batwa, but like most like in Europe at least. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's women want to drum and and I don't know if it's just like because like women, like when I grew up, like my friends and my my parents, you know, the parents of my friends were like, why is she playing drums? She's a girl. Like she shouldn't play drums. Like, you know, and my parents were like, whatever, you know, let her do what she wants. But but, you know, it's 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 interesting because a lot of the women who come and have joined my groups have basically said I always wanted to play drums, but I was never allowed. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, either they're too loud or girls didn't play drums or I was forced to play, like, the clarinet or something. So it's, it's, it's definitely true that there's a lot of adult women who are in a lot of these different around for groups around. Well, seen, I just, we just went to a festival in Spain, and oh, wow. I, I would say it was out of, like, 300 to 400 people there, I would say at least two-thirds were women.
0: A samba, so, like a specifically mm-hmm. Samba Hegi festival? Uh, festival? Yeah, oh, actually,
2: yeah, it's called Percumon. P-E-R-C-U-M-O-N, and it's in Valencia, Spain. I think it was the fourth <laughs> one. And <laughs> uh, last year they had Gordo from Cortejo Afro. They brought him. And this year they had uh, Adriana Portela from Gida. So she mm. was there. Oh, I think uh, I saw oh. the
1: ads for this, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. But they, these Europeans eat that stuff up. Like, I'm yeah, really they're... shocked that the U.S. is, is not into this like they are they love that like Valencia small beach town they have like four groups or four, four Samba Hague groups and you know so it was it was it's it's mostly Samba Hague, yeah I mean it was she was there and then a gentleman uh, named Ezekiel, whose name last name I can't remember but he leads a group from Argentina called Cafundo, and and they're Brazilian style they're mostly Samba Hague, but but it's mostly Samba Hague, yeah hmm. um but yeah so e- like even there it was a lot of women so you know and there were women groups there. So like, like specifically women groups. So it's not, you know, Butsla wasn't the first, you know, birth of the women's group. You know, I think it's just sort of a thing that women start their own drumming groups. You know, I, I don't really, there's, there's many cultural and political reasons why we can speculate that. We could
0: talk about that. Yeah. For <laughs> right, a long for time, hours. I think. Yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah, so uh-huh. we started Butsla in 2012 and it like, started with like 20 something people and then it exploded and um and we were doing stuff over the summer and then like in the fall i get this weird email from paulo like hey um we're going to come up in December because the Rolling Stones uh, asked us to open for them. And I was oh, like, wow. ha, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, sure, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and then it was true. Like, apparently Mick Jagger and friends wanted, like, 50 drummers to open their, their, their like, world tour. So, huh. so like, Jiba and Paulo came up and, and, and they brought people from Brasilia. And, then, and And then, like, so, yeah, so that was, like, we were only, like, seven months old and here we are. We didn't play our music. We played this, like, we air drummed to this, like, recorded track. <laughs> it was, it, but nonetheless, and we had to wear ape uh, masks, like monkeys, you know, um, like their logo, the Rolling Stones have that ape with the big tongue. So we had to wear those. Yeah, it was, yeah, and all black. And so, and, you know, we had to take off the Batala logos. So it was, it was, it was fun. Um, But it was very, you know, controlled, because um, they wanted a certain weird. Yeah, yeah. So. But that was cool because it was, like, at Jersey and then also in Brooklyn and Barclays Center. And, you know, so it was, you know, we had to, like, learn to air drum. And, or maybe we that, actually did hit the drum, but uh, it was very simple stuff. I,
0: that you know. mouth with the tongue is supposed to be a monkey?
2: It's a gorilla. Yeah. It is? Yeah, it's a big gorilla. Yeah. Huh. i didn't know that (laughs) yeah we were the guerrilla drummers because they weren't we weren't allowed to say our name or anything because it was also pay-per-view so like there was something with like rights and payment and all that that no one wanted us to be involved in so did Um, you guys get paid though individually um oh that's a tough question uh i don't know if i can really say (laughs) but i will say this um i know jiba got paid (laughs) um And uh, you know, I remember standing in like this back room in like the, the Prudential Center in Newark, and like these like three guys in suits take me and Jiba and Paulo and start handing us ten thousand dollars in cash. Mm-hmm. And they handed it to me though because I was the one with the U.S. Social Security number, oh. and then I literally handed it to Jiba. <laughs> wow. So yeah, but you know, that's all off the record. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, so Jiba got paid, and, uh, you know, it went towards his flight and all that, but, I mean, you know, and and we had to pay for rehearsal space and stuff, but, but, but yeah, I mean, the band, did Batala New York get paid? No. Um, so it was arranged to go through me, and then, you know, and then I had to pay taxes, so it was, it was, mm-hmm. you know, so that was yeah. at the point where I was like, okay, wait a minute, like, there's something wrong here, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, this is not right, but, um, you know, so that was cool. And then like, we, we, like the next four years, we just kept doing more and more stuff and getting more and more requests. And, um, you know, it was, it was interesting because when I first told people in the Brazilian music scene that I was going to do this, you know, um, one of them, you know, who was very involved, uh, in one of the baterias, uh, his response was, but where are you going to find all these women? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, they're all doing yoga and i like <laughs> wanted to punch him oh my god like like i was like f you like watch it just watch Whoa. it happen and then Whoa. and then another one was like you're never gonna find women to drum women just can't drum and i was like you know what i mean so in a way it's wow. in looking back on it it's it it's kind of a nice thing that bus life grew so big we at one point had 105 people um women um, and then, you know, but it's, as a community group, it fluctuates, right? So, like, you don't, we don't, uh, Batala's structure is such that, like, at least, what, 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 so Batala is a franchise, so we were forced to do certain things. We only played Jiba's music, we right. only wore their costumes their pants
0: pants. pants.
2: yeah the fancy pants Mm -hmm. that you know and so we were only allowed to wear that we were only allowed to use their drums they had they were made in salvador we couldn't like go out and buy other drums or we had to use their sticks we had to use their belts we had to use you know but the problem was here in the u.s it's very difficult to find these things yeah so we would have to like go to brazil like we're kind of trapped in this like franchise which you know it's sort of like mcdonald's like it's cool like it's a great like you know mcdonald's like sets everything up for you this is how you make the burgers this is what you do and look now you have this business more or less i but think like, that
0: that's this. that's one thing that batala has done well is that when people first start maybe they don't know anything about sandbagi they're attracted to it and they like yep. it and they're like here's all the music mm-hmm. here's the equipment you need mm-hmm. here's an outfit to look Absolutely. good here's some movements you can do while you play and yep. it's and really here's your logo it's yeah, yep. it's packaged really well. Yep. And then here's a bunch of instant friends around the world. Like, I think yep. that's, that's super appealing, especially to women. And yes. for all the reasons that, you know, we were oh, talked about, but, you yeah. know, it's like intimidating to go into a group and all those things. So yeah, they make yeah. it really easy.
2: It's super easy. And that was, yeah. I think, why it was, I was attracted to it. Like you said, yeah. like, it's like, yeah, here course. is everything. Like you just do what we say and, you know, you'll be yeah. successful. And if you, you know, you know. And not only that, city. but you
0: have instant friends around the world and you right. go to Brazil and there's this right. place you can stay. And like, I mean, they just make it so easy. Oh,
2: yeah. And I went to London, I, London Hill Carnival. And then I went to Paris right. for an encontro. Right. Right. I went to Wales. I went, I mean, all over. I mean, wherever there's a band. Yeah, you're right. There's like instant friends. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's awesome. But it's just like, it's limited in terms of like artistic creativity. Yeah. So
0: once you're in and you kind of decide you want more, it might not be enough. Correct. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. And myself and like a few other leaders have, you know, we left, um, for that reason because it's, it's great. It's a great foundation. You learn a lot, you take from it, you know, what not to do, what to do, what works, what doesn't. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, it's, it's, um, it's, it's great for that, you know, but, um, it can only go so far in my, because you are sort of limited and. You know, if you go beyond, if, if you if you move and stray beyond, like, what the vision is on their end, uh, you know, you get scolded. But ultimately, what can they really do? But, you know, but it, it you know, so it's, so that was that. So, yeah, so Batla went on, like, you know, we, we did a bunch of cool stuff, a bunch of traveling. Um, and then in the summer 2016, there was, like, a coup d'etat on my head um and they for whatever reason uh there was a buildup of tension amongst different cliques that had formed uh mm. within the group and again the groups of women unfortunately i you know i am an uber yeah. feminist but i've seen it in different team sports uh of various you know other music groups like it just happens women just stay together even in the, in the
1: workplace too i see it yeah. all the time
2: yeah yeah and so it it you know, and, and because I was the leader, I think, you know, I got, I got a little angry and, you know, and I was just like, you know, so we ended up fighting and there was a lot of fighting over June and that's like our busiest month. And then, um, there were a a few of them like, sort of like huddled uh, behind the scenes and ended up going to Jiba and talking to him about like, you know, removing me as leader and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, when I found out about it, I was like, well, okay, like, come talk to me if, you know, but they didn't want to, long story short, I ended up stepping down um as the leader and so with that though what happened was because remember that story i told you about the rolling stones where i had to pay taxes on ten thousand dollars worth yeah. of income mm-hmm. we had decided we met like a few months later the band had met and we were discussing being a non and um i had a bunch of advice from the women of Westlaw, washington who they are a 501c3 tax exempt nonprofit. they basically all individually told me privately don't do it uh, because being a nonprofit is a lot of work and you have to you have to have meetings and you have to like they were basically like the reason we made we became a nonprofit because we were gonna seek out grant money but no one in the band was willing to write the grant proposals and whatever so yeah um, for them it was too much work. than than it was worth. So, you know, I took that into consideration and we had a big meeting and we decided to make it uh, just a regular for-profit business so that the income we were making would no longer go on my social security number um, because I was paying taxes. Um, So because we made it a business at that time, that was like 2013, 2014, um, it was my business. I was the sole proprietor. Like Laura was going to be a part owner with me, but the last minute she backed out. um, So the accountant made it mine. So fast forward now to this like infighting and, and I step down because I'm being forced to, what they don't understand is I own everything. The business owns everything. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I'd paid for the drums, I'd paid for the like mostly paid for the costumes, I you know what I mean? So I'd paid Jiba cash for all this stuff. And uh what they didn't understand was I owned it, I want it back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so you don't want me around either you buy it off me or just give it back to me. So there was a lot of the more problems more problems more problems. I had to get a lawyer involved. Um it wow. became very very ugly and after spending a lot of money to get all that stuff back. I ended up getting all the drums back. And so um you know cuz I was like I'm just going to start my own group, you know what I mean? Like So I got all the drums back. And in the meantime, what had happened was there was a bunch of uh, women who had seen us in, you know, the summer. And I had been teaching them as like new members of Batala for like the month of July. You know, when I sat them down in mid-August, once I got all the drums back, I had sat them down and I was like, okay, this is what's going on. Because it was me and like six other people who came with me at the time. Because the band split in thirds, like a third was like, this is too much drama. I'm out of here. A yeah. third was like staying, they want to create a new Batala without me. And a third came with me. So um, so it was sort of, that was the split. So we were doing these new people rehearsals, not knowing what the hell's going on, because like, it's like, well, uh, Batala doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and, and, you, and, you couldn't, you-
1: and you couldn't do their music,
2: right? no so that him. exactly so i was teaching him like basic some stuff mm-hmm. like stuff i'd seen on the streets and stuff like and just stuff you like know, everyone knows so right. yeah so we were learning that and then in mid-august i sat him down i was like this is what happened i couldn't talk about it because it was in legal proceedings blah 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 but we have all the drums <laughs> back i'm starting this new group if you want to be in Botswana, that's fine they're going to start their own group here's their contact and you know i was flattered because they all decided to stay with me um because that was sort of Botswana the, the new version of batala was not up and running yet so they you know so we played a gig in september so we sort of imploded in july and then we played our first gig as fogo azul in september and then um like we rebranded like we covered all that we painted the drums and covered them and like you know i was gonna and, ask and,
0: about that yeah yeah
2: it was a lot of work what do you do with it, all those pants? <laughs> Oh, we actually donated them. Ah, <laughs> so nice. yeah, so so what was actually, the request was, so so with the lawyer, because Jeeba, um, you know, Jiba doesn't live here, so they wanted him to come for a meeting and all this stuff, but my lawyer was like, you need to give the drums back. This is a business in New York State. You cannot, because each individual had the drums in their possession, that's how we do it, oh. like for a security deposit, but we didn't have... We had them give us a check, but we never cashed it. It was sort of a non-dated check. So Laura, who also was part of the coup, Laura, who was my best friend, had all the checks, but she wouldn't give them to me. <laughs> so, like, it was, like, ugly. And, like, so she... um So eventually, uh, what the criteria was for Jibo was they can keep Botsala NYC. They can keep the website. They can keep all the social media. They can keep... Uh, I think I paid for only like, 80 of the 100 drums we owned, they can keep uh, the 20 drums, they can keep the costumes, but they owe me for whatever we owe Jeeba, or they owe Jeeba, or whatever, they can take on that debt, they can keep me on the website as founder, they can, uh, and, and basically we can't talk badly about each other. Like, that, that was, like, the rules, right? But... I don't know if Jiba ever like communicated any of that to the new group because they ended up giving all of the costumes back to me, like three hundred costumes over the course wow. of like five years. So they gave everything back, all the drums. They gave it all, and you know. And I found out later, um, a bunch of women came to me later, like a year later, like apologizing and saying how crappy it all was, and they kind of told me what really went down. But what I found out later is Jiba told them that all of the costumes and drums have bad energy, so they should give them all back to me. So that's that's a. Uh, that's how I ended up with everything. And so we donated. Uh, there's an organization that donates clothing to Africa. So we ended up donating 300 of those Batala costumes <laughs> to an organization that takes them to somewhere in Africa and gives them to people who need clothes. So somewhere in Africa, there's like a, a, a city wearing Batala costumes. So, yeah. So, but that's what we did. So, you know, I had no choice. You know, no one wanted to buy them off me you know, so, and I was willing to give them to, like, Batala, Washington, there was a group in Durham, like, I sold a bunch of stuff to, but, like, it, 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 it you know, so, yeah, so they, they started a whole new, uh, group, uh, it went from Batala, NYC to Batala, New York, um, you know, and they just started a whole new group, and, uh, you know, they, th- I think their first gig was the Women's March in January, Right on. Right yeah, on. so I mean so we both think we coexist here in New York now.
0: Yeah. Um, good
2: so you know, it's two women's groups. Um they're they're not nearly as big as Fogo Azul. Fogo we just hit a hundred and a hundred and two members. We wow. just uh we just indicted I'm sorry, not indicted. indicted. We <laughs> <To get longer, laughs> just inducted inducted uh twenty one new women who were part of the um the new class from, cause June is so busy. We always get like tons of inquiries. Like we you, have like, yeah.
1: Can you tell us about the structure of your group and how you get new members and all that?
2: Oh, so yeah. So we, um, typically it's just people who see us and, um, either they're at some event that we're playing or they're happen to be walking by or whatever. And they see us and they stop and they're like, holy moly, I want to do that. Um, So then they come and talk to somebody because I make announcements that anyone can join, no experience necessary. You know, we, we give you, we give you the drums, we give you everything for a deposit. And then, you know, you just have to show up. That's sort of our Mm. model. You just have to show up. Um, And so, yeah, so that's pretty much how, and then, you know, it's because it's it's New York. There's a lot of people who like come in and out of the city, like in terms of jobs and and whatnot. Sure. so we have a huge amount of turnover, turnover there. Yeah. and it which is frustrating because we have to reteach stuff, and the people who've been yeah. there since day one get frustrated. You know what I mean? So yeah, but yeah, but so we're now tough. yeah, it's hard because there's like oh god, we're playing that again, but like it's it, you know it's like we already know that like so we're now doing separate new new membership like classes like
0: oh you're classes.
2: not we, we are well we were that's how we we used to just say come to our rehearsal and literally just someone would give them a drum and we'd throw them in and like literally like not tell them like anything except just follow that person and it worked but now this is a bit more organized um so we have actual like a separate rehearsal space where like the new new people go and they learn like the basics and everything. And then, so we just sort of had a yesterday, we had two gigs yesterday and it was their first uh, gigs. They, some of them were able to play in. Uh, So yeah, so it was super cool. But yeah, we have a
0: different day for beginners and then the rehearsal for active members is another day.
2: Yeah, we were doing beginners on Thursdays. Again, in New York, like and the type of people who want to, like, join this group are people who also do other things. So right. <laughs> we actually purposely structure our rehearsal times and dates to rotate so it's not always on the oh. same evening. Oh. Uh, but that's a lot. we used to do Sunday afternoons, which was, was cool for a lot of people who worked Monday through Friday. Okay. But it eliminated a lot of people who were, like, restaurant workers yeah. or people who, like, worked events on weekends and stuff. But this, what I find is rotating a weeknight like so like this week it'll be tuesday next week it's thursday the week after is oh. wednesday like you know what i mean oh. so and, and that's so if people say uh do i don't know um they have a weekly doctor's appointment on tuesday evenings if we only rehearsed on tuesday evenings then they couldn't join right so but you that know, also it also
0: means like some people can only come like once or twice a month Yeah,
2: which, yeah, we have, yeah, we, that's also the flip side. So we do have this loose attendance policy um, where, uh, you know, and it, it, so yes, absolutely. And some people then like sort of fall off the radar and then they end up quitting, which is sad, but, you know, but it's, it's, but it, it works well for purposes of people can have other li- like parts of yeah, their lives yeah. you know well, it's but, obviously
0: working i mean yeah a yeah. hundred and some. that's interesting people, yeah concept
2: yeah i mean we never get that many at a rehearsal or a gig <laughs> so but yeah. like on average like our biggest gig we just did lincoln center's 60th anniversary and we had i think 68 there hmm. that's the biggest i've ever seen us and that's big you know yeah, what i mean that's a like, lot of people
0: that's yeah. a lot of sound
2: yep oh yeah yeah and uh so but on average we have between 30 and 40 who are at rehearsals and shows and, and then we do small group stuff too which is usually like corporate events or like galas or whatever if they want a smaller group like we'll go mm-hmm. in because we are loud um but we'll go in and do like usually i say the minimum is 11 plus. how do
0: there. you how do you pick the people for some of these smaller at, things
2: attendance mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. we do attendance mm-hmm. and also like who can like Like who knows the stuff and who doesn't. I mean, there's people who who come all the time who just are slower to learn.
0: Um, Mm.
2: You know, because it's not just playing. We also move and we have choreography. And um, so it's a combination of being able to play and move and being able to, like, And people who come. The only way we could really figure out how to reward people with these smaller gigs, because a lot of these gigs that are smaller are usually corporate things where they feed us and give us drinks and stuff like that as well. So the only way we could really do it fairly is Attendance because
0: so you track attendance.
2: We track it. Oh yeah, we have an app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have oh, a, really. <laughs> we, yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a team app actually. Oh, okay. Um, it's a sports team app. The team and cowboy so thing. It, it's called Team Stuff actually, but it's oh. it's British I think, and I think they use it for soccer teams just based on the wording. But it's uh, an app where you know our. The practices are our rehearsals, and the games are our gigs. And so you can actually like take attendance, like people sign up, like okay, I can come to that. So we know who's coming ahead of time. And then if they can't come, they say no, um, they can't come. So we kind of know who's coming and who's not. And yeah. then once we're there, we actually the section leaders in the band actually like move the people around who actually showed up and who didn't. Um, you know, we have all these rules, like if you're going to bail on the day of, you have to call me because no one wants to call me, you know, and who <laughs> wants to, you know, so, it, it, so like, you know, no one wants to say I'm sick, you know, so it's, it's, you know, but like, you know, we have these rules, um, you know, but, you know, people get sick, life happens, it's a community group, you know, they're paying to be there, they pay monthly dues to be there. So I can't really, mm. it's hard to enforce any sort of rules in a way. because How do you
0: collect payment?
2: PayPal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, PayPal or cash or check. Yeah,
0: interesting. It, um, How much is it?
2: It's thirty five a month, sliding scale. So uh-huh. um, if they can't pay for whatever reason, they just say, "Hey, I can't pay this month." Or, yeah, or, yeah. Because there's people who give extra every month, so mm. um, and that sort of goes. that's cool. Yeah, and it covers our rehearsal space fees, which is expensive here in New York. I, I wanted to
1: ask. I was going to ask big, about that. Yeah, yeah I had a question about the space too. Sure. Yeah. So since you. You rotate your um rehearsal night, is this space dedicated for you guys? Uh, guys? We
2: rotate schools as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, we use schools because they're pretty isolated uh from the neighbors. Uh. Um so (laughs) yeah, it's a problem. The noise is definitely a problem. Um but so we we have like three schools we rotate. Um although this coming fall we're in the same school, um just because it was easier to book it that way. Mm. But uh, yeah, we have a school off Times Square. And we have a school in Chelsea and a school on the east side. Um so that also sort of like some people like, you know, oh I can make every rehearsal at this school because it's my subway goes there. But that other school is a pain in the butt to get to, so I'm not mm. gonna go to that one. So right. it's kinda like picky choosy, like you know what I mean, but it works in a way. I mean, we're not like by any means professional in terms of musicianship. Like like we're not like the best musicians out there. Like it's a fun thing and that's kinda how I wanna keep it. It's fun. Like gotcha. I have a motto wrong and strong if you're gonna play it wrong you better play it loud because you know what i mean right so it's 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 but it also isn't like you can just show up when you want so it's 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 a balance and and the members you know there's a leadership structure we have section leaders we have conductors we have a i have an assistant director um, who was in Basla with me and, you know, and like the former Basla people, they, they've sort of stepped up and, you know, in the beginning and took like leadership roles and, nice. you know, and there's uh, quite a few are still there and, and it's, you know, and, and there's people who are like really good drummers, uh, who just don't show up, you know, and it's kind of sad because I would love for them to be there all the time, but, you know, they do other things and, and, you know, and then there's people who are just beginners and they show up all the time and then they end up learning and being better than these other people who are really good. And then the people who are really good get resentful and then it's drama and like whatever, but you know, it's, 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 it's not new to me. So it was the same in the other group, but you know, but Jeeva and Paulo did once say to me in that other group, the only time I had to kick someone out, um, she was a great player great player playing brazilian music her whole life um, but she she was a bit aggressive in rehearsals and and would yell at people and stuff and you know one thing paulo Jeeva said was that i'd rather have three or four mediocre drummers than one really good drummer with a bad attitude mm-hmm. so that sort of stuck with me so like you know because we're a community group you know right. if this were like a pro group that like we lived off the, the money we make doing gigs and stuff it'd be a different story but it's hard to enforce the rules and it's hard to really, you know, if someone says, Oh, my kid's sick. Like, what am I going to do? Right. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Right. Like,
2: mm-hmm. so, you know, yeah. but that's why I like the high numbers because we do have a roster that, you know, we can pull from. Like we can be in, right now we can be in three places at once. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, like it, because we have the numbers and we have the conductors to do so. so we it, do
1: did like you this. do that yesterday? With two games no
2: that one was at noon and the other was at six one oh, was okay. a like a street festival for the city uh, department of transportation mm-hmm. it's called summer streets they shut down i think park avenue from like central park all the way down to foley square which is downtown and uh they open it up to bikes and pedestrians and and anyone really who wants to walk on the street so they shut it down to cars and they have like entertainment every like 10 blocks or something mm-hmm. so
1: mm-hmm.
2: So that, and then the second thing we did was we did the halftime show for the roller derby, which was pretty cool. So, those are always um, fun. Yeah. Those are, it, it's yeah. such a strange sport. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So well, it's, it's ball. perfect for
0: you guys because it's like women dominated. Right. It's something that, one oh, thing that's so totally. awesome about roller derby is that, like, you know, so many sports, you know, the male version is really dominant. Whereas roller derby, like the male version of roller derby is super boring. <laughs> oh and
2: I've the- never they have a male version? I have no idea. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's small. Oh, yeah but it's yeah. it's there. But it yeah. um the female, you know, version is, you know, women dressing up and getting excited, like all the things that yeah. you know yeah. women like to do. And yeah, I don't know. It's and
2: yet beat the crap out of each other. Like- right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's uh it was intense, but I'd seen it before, but I didn't remember much about the rules. So it's just the rules are interesting. Once you learn it, it's pretty simple, but
0: yes. yeah.
2: it's still like what's happening? There's a lot
0: of rules though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, they, speaking, so, yeah. speaking of sports and you guys playing, you guys just played a pretty high profile gig for the US women's national uh, yes. team. Yes. Can you talk about yes. that?
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that was uh something that um uh, actually, Batala did the last one. I think it was twenty twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when I saw that the women's team was in the finals this past year, this past July, I emailed my contacts and I was like, "Hey, are you guys gonna do uh, a thing? Like, if so, if so, FYI, this is you know, just don't don't forget. Like, we this is the new group's name, and if you want us to play, we're totally available." So, you know, after, like, no response, no response, no response, because I don't think they really knew what was going on. Like, two days before, they were like, yes, let's do it. So, yeah, so we uh, so we played at City Hall, at, which the Ticker Tape Parade, you know, starts down way down south by Battery Park, and it goes up uh, Broadway to City Hall. And so we played the ceremony. So we weren't in the parade itself, but mm-hmm. we were in the ceremony that happens after the parade at City Hall, where they, cool. they give the keys to the city to the team and stuff. So, yeah, it was... It, it was, like, a, a Wednesday morning, you know, very early call time. And we had to be there very early because there's it's tight security and stuff, you know, for these types of things here in New York. But um, so we had to go. And, you know, it was fun to, like, just, like, hang out in, in like, you know, City Hall. And, like, you know, we didn't really see the team, but that's okay. Uh, but we, we knew they were in the building. But They um, could
0: hear you. But, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> sure so,
2: yeah, so, so, yeah, we played, for, we played for, like, the crowd. Like, they give away tickets. Like, it's, like, a, a lottery Mm -hmm. and they they apparently they opened the lottery like the day before at like 1 p.m and it was completely sold out by 101 p.m or something but um well but yeah so it's it's uh it's uh, a big event with lots of celebrities of course they show up and stuff so yeah it was pretty high profile it was on national like tv live streamed and all that and like people from like all over the country were like you know we were our social media blew up you know at that time like it was like Tweets after tweets, Instagram stuff, and just like people like texting me. Wait, is that you on TV? Like, you know what I mean? And just like stuff like that. So it's fun to do that stuff. It's you know, and it it gets a lot of exposure, and you know, and plus it's the women's national team. I mean, they're amazing, and like they're like like they deserve a big party. So Mm -hmm. you know, and and it's an honor to be there, just like for the city, and like (laughs) you know, and like you know, they're all women. We're all women. It makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. So you know, so yeah. That, that's fun. Like when they they ask us to do these things, like we do a lot of events like private events for like women's conferences and women's uh, like various uh, women's organizations that are, you know like uh, you know f- from things like you know women's health to women's tech to women's like you know, so we have that niche sort of gotcha. yeah, like, interesting. Like you know in word of mouth, you know what I mean like we do we do a lot of stuff now for the various women's caucuses at the UN. Um, and then you know so that there's that and then we do other stuff like you know we, we, we have a very good friend Dr. Jordan Metzel. he he runs this program called Iron Strength like he brings us he does like these I don't know if it's once a month but every once in a while he invites us we played on the Intrepid the big like uh, battle airplane oh, like uh-huh. ship museum like mm-hmm. that has like the the, the planes that are retarded and like the spaceship and stuff. So we play to like Zumba while he does Zumba with his <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like you know it's it's super fun. But like it's some it's it's just one of those things that's like super fun. You're like standing on the intrepid playing drums, like looking at all these people doing Zumba like where am I? Like <laughs> right. why, like, like you know what I mean? Like what's happening? But like it, it's super fun and, and you know we just played we just got bussed out to the Hamptons for this like private event analogy. to talk about Um, but it was a lot of famous people like they saw us at lincoln center and they wanted us to like welcome their guests and like Hmm. you never know who's watching you and that's like key you know because this is new york city like you never know like who's there you know so um just walking by like um, but so yeah so it's 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 a very interesting hobby to say the least you know and and we're actually now we're um we the, the band itself is not, but we, there's a second, there's a nonprofit organization now that a, a few of us have uh, started independently of Fogo Zool because to make Fogo a a nonprofit at this point would be a lot of too much, a lot of paperwork, a lot of waiting and a lot of money. So we started an independent nonprofit and now we're a project of that nonprofit. So, you know, it's a 501c3 uh, arts organization, you know, tax exempt that we're, we just got all this started like in March. So now we're, bunch of us are sitting down trying to figure out what to do with it because, hmm. you know, it, the, the the articles of incorporation is like women, women artists, women musicians, women, you know, like here in New York City. So we're trying to figure out what to do. We hmm. want to have a, like a big festival kind of like Pokemon. We want to do that here in New York. Oh, that and would be try cool. To- Figure out the logistics yeah like and it doesn't have to be women only groups you know um, right. Pokemon wasn't but you know but like it's there's nothing like that in the US like
0: just, yep it's right. like
2: it's like incredible to me like like the times I've been to Europe like they're crazy over this stuff
0: yes like, yeah they have it, so like,
2: many it's yeah and like every weekend
0: there's like one or two yeah. things happening yeah. and that's and just like Samba and then there's yeah. like Samba Hagi yeah. things yeah. happening all the time yeah it's crazy yeah. And, and, yeah. and like
2: it's it's just it's incredible that like I don't know if it's just lack of of knowledge of what it is like you know what I mean because I think here- the scene
0: over there is is older like where we have a younger right. scene like it hasn't been around True as long and over there they've been doing that since the like late 60s 70s that's true. and there's yeah. so many every town has multiple groups i mean not every yep. town but there'll be like a small town that has like four or five groups yep. yeah and it's and about, yeah. probably
1: a lot easier to get around europe since it's a lot smaller yeah that's the united true. states is yeah. so big
0: like yeah. that's true, we that's very really true far. yeah 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 it's, yep.
2: it's just they're crazy for it and it's great but <laughs> yeah. it's just here you come back home and you're like oh
0: i feel like the scene is maturing there's you know i mean for good and bad reasons multiple groups are cropping up in every city you know like yeah. your example yeah. of that like yeah. it's starting to you know now in, in a lot in some cities there's a maraca too there's mm. a yeah. you know rio samba there's a yeah. samba hagi like it's starting yeah. to differentiate a little bit and yeah. I think that's really cool. I just think that it's just taking, we're just behind a little bit.
1: Yeah. And plus I think too, we're all getting to know each other as well. You know, yeah, we we have more connections through the internet, through camps, through whatever, yeah. Um, yeah, through true. Rio, you know, people going to Rio yeah. or Salvador yeah. or wherever. So yeah. it's really great to see it um, growing like this.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was one have, of the
0: reasons yeah. why we wanted to start the podcast was kind of to connect mm-hmm. all these different groups and talk yeah. to different people and,
2: Oh, it's great! I love listening to it. You know, you learn a lot, and thank you for doing that. Um,
0: yeah, sure. Thanks you know, for coming on. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it's great. The um, no, but I think you're right. This, especially the size of the country. Like in Europe, they can hop on the train and be somewhere like right. six yeah. to eight hours. You know. Yeah. And a train is yeah. much cheaper. So, but yeah, I mean that that Perky festival. They came from you know mostly Spain, but like there were people from other countries there too. But I, I think it's it's been growing so much that. You know, I I think to have a, a meetup of like Brazilian baterias somewhere, like I mean, New York is just to me the obvious spot because you know right. I'm here, but um, and I'm biased, but um, <laughs> but it's it's you know, and and so who knows, but um, you know, like my vision, you know, is to have that and sort of bring in like you know the the, the mestres from the various samba schools or two schools or you know what I mean or from the ones from the from Salvador, like of just uh, people just like they do in Europe. Bring these people here, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Expose people, like have a big, like have outdoor like rehearsals and then a big event. You know what I mean? And a big concert mm-hmm. or something just to get you know because yeah. it's it's something that you know as you said like how do people join? They see us and they get like hooked on the music and it's like you know I, I think I think music uh, sort of unites everyone and especially. Like samba, samba hege, that's all from ultimately based out of African, you know, this all goes back to African music. So, like, you know, and, and you, we all have these ties to Africa because, you know, humans, if you believe in this, if you believe in evolution and all of that, you know, <laughs> but like, you, you, you know, we're all based, I think it's all in our genes somewhere and it, it unites all of us. And, and if everyone would just play more music and dance more, I think we'd be a happier world, personally. But,
0: mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking it was interesting, um, if you think about, <laughs> You know, the, the Samba Hegi is, I mean, a lot of the music in, in Brazil obviously comes from the slaves that were brought to Brazil yeah. from Africa. But then there's this whole thing with you guys buying the pants and the pants going to New York mm. and then the pants going back yes. to Africa. Yeah, right. Right.
2: Yeah. And that's a lot of those Weird. symbols on the pants yeah. were African symbols. Cause, uh, right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, it is interesting. The like cycle. Cool. But yeah, it um no, yeah, so it's it's like you got to give props to like, you know, people in Brazil keeping that music alive from the slave trade because you know, and same with the Caribbean. You know what I mean? It's it's morphed set, like differently into like soca and and you know, and 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 the Cuban, you know, rhythms and stuff, but they're all really like linked, you know? Mm-hmm. To like one area or to a couple areas. But yeah, but uh, I mean, it's it's so just the fact that like Europe is sort of ahead of the game on this i i, I predicted the next decade though it'll be all the thing
0: over here i have a i think so too because mm-hmm. p- kids are learning it in school yep. like a lot of the yeah. people who are True. teaching batterias and things are also yeah. music teachers and they're teaching kids and whether they decide to go on with that or not is you know right. but they have the opportunity to so like as you're saying i had the same similar, ex- similar experience getting out of college and being like where can i play drums right. in a big group like there was no outlet for that yeah. So I kind of decided yeah. I wasn't going to do that anymore. But um, now they'll have a an- an outward, way to yeah. keep going. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. sort of like we have like in our group, it's such a mixture. We, our youngest is 15 and our oldest is 84. Oh my and God. Oh, awesome. it's, uh, oh, she's the best. She drives a Hummer. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, she liked, she, she's so awesome. But, um, but yeah, she, um, but we give her and another woman who's 78, I believe she's 78, we give them the tambourines because they can't mm. they can't carry these drums around their waist, you know? Sure. So we have them play the hepiki parts on the tambourine as best they can. Um, and it's awesome because they can still participate being like, you know, in their 70s and 80s and not have to worry about these ginormous drums and also still like be like within it, you know? And then, like, the youngest, the teenager who's uh, her mom, is the best mom ever. She brings her to all the rehearsals, all the gigs. She sits there and watches and just, like, you know, does work or whatever. And, like, this kid's 15 and, like, she's the snare line leader in her marching band in New Jersey. And, like, Aww. you know what I mean? And, like, it's just adorable. And, like, you know, we have kids, uh, not kids, we have students from college who, like, play with us all the way, like, up to, like, you know, we have a mixture of like you know healthcare people you know finance people moms stay at home moms whatever you know and it's like it's a fun group and out of that we have like 15 and I don't know maybe 12 to 15 Brazilians so that makes it fun because we never had Brazilians in Barcelona I don't know why it was just really hard to recruit them and have them join but in this group I don't know if they're friends and they know each other but like it's it's really fun having the Brazilians around because they, they get it. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's, they, they help culturally like infuse really like, uh, you, you know, it's not just a bunch of Americanos taking over and Gringos taking over like the music. You know what I mean? They, they grab mm-hmm. us in terms of this is the history, this is that. And like, you know, they make sure like, we're like our movements are appropriately like, respectful to, like, a lot of the, like, we play, like, some IJ shot rhythms, and we play various kind of play rhythms, so they make sure, like, they, if they know it, but they, they do their research, and they make sure, like, our movements are, are, are true to, you know, what they're doing in Salvador, or, like, we play, we play a, a Bayal arrangement, like, you know, uh, in one of our, our Brazilian women's from Fortaleza, so she, like, we make sure we have, like, the right, it's the right rhythms, and, and you know, and so it's, it's just fun to, like, learn all that stuff, and just expose it, to expose people to it no idea but um
1: but yeah i have a question for you um are yeah. any of your arrangements um do any of them have songs or is it just totally drums
2: oh uh you mean like a singer et yeah do you have or, a no you about- no that's sort of on the list of things to do mm-hmm. um but we we would love to have a, a smaller group with a singer um but again finding a singer is one thing and then uh finding places to sing it and play it is another um it's new york it's competitive um but you know it's possible um we do our songs though are both i mean i write i've written a bunch of them our breaks and stuff and then we do play some of the stuff uh from cortejo afro that uh we learned in salvador that had like given us permission to use and then we are actually under the arm i think you guys know marcus santos marcus santos yes yes Yes. (laughs) so he's he's like my mentor like if i could Mm -hmm. be anyone in the world it would be him (laughs) like uh, he is awesome and so we're in grooversity we're a grooversity uh, drumming band so we play his arrangements too um and he comes down to those workshops and what's cool. great about being in his organization is that he allows us to kind of do what we want. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and, yeah. But it's still like the big family. So, like, you know, we have, right. you know, sister and brother bands in, like, various cities around the U.S. There's, right. one, there's mm-hmm. one in Vancouver. There's one in, I think, Italy now and another one in France. So, like, so it's it's a similar setup as this, like, whole, like, sharing, like, instant friends thing. Not not as intense as Lab, um, but it's, it's definitely there. Um, but, you know, he is like he like what i've learned from him in this like just three or four years is like just incredible like i i i wish he could move to new york and just be here all the time but um but yeah i love him and he's amazing and we're actually going to salvador for carnival um we uh, as a band so oh, nice. we're working on the workshops and stuff and we have an invite i'm not really allowed to talk about it but we have an invite to play with a bloco down there so mm-hmm. I, I can't really talk about it this <laughs> it's not official um but so who who knows if that'll pan out but in you know and and you know so yeah we we already have a ho- we're gonna stay in a hostel like it's all set up we're going so it'll be fun and he's gonna come awesome. with us as, as like our translator he was like, he was like, I want to go, but I'm not gonna be in charge. And I was like, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) So he's gonna come and hang out and like, you know, be there with us. And it'll be a fun time. And hopefully, like, there's like 30 of us who are already like, probably gonna go. So it'll be a fun, interesting group trip of a big dysfunctional family that I'm super looking forward to. So um, but, yeah, so Marcus, yeah, so Marcus, so when, when the Buffalo split happened, you know, I, I, call, I didn't know what to do. I actually called Scott Kettner, I called Philip. I called Evo, and I called Marcus, and I was like, dude, I don't know what's happening. Like, I have these members who, you know, like, there's problems, and, like, I didn't know there were problems, and now they just want me out completely. What would you do? And they were like, start a new group. And so, and Marcus was, he's like, amiga, oh, my God, that's terrible. What snakes? He's like, you know what? Why don't you be part of your diversity? I was like <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that sort of he sort of took me under his wing then as well, and you know, and I had known him just by going up to Boston and playing. Uh, there's a festival up there called Honk, so I would mm-hmm. play with him mm-hmm. uh, there and stuff. But um, but yeah, so that's how I knew him, and he was like the most like sympathetic, like welcoming. Like he's like he's like I hate when that happens. He's like just complain reverse. So you know, so it was it was super fun and like you know, he's awesome. And now that I think about it, I, I need to bring him back for another workshop. But, um, <laughs> but to, to have him like, you know, on board in terms, in terms of being like this sort of like supervisory, like go-to guy, you know, he's awesome. Like, it's I, nice yeah, to have a mentor that's been yeah. doing this. And, mm-hmm.
0: and, what, yeah. and do you have any <clears throat> advice for people? I mean, uh, like you were saying, like big groups of people, also big groups of women, we can either be, awesome like a you know soccer team or it can get real catty real quick Mm -hmm. do you have any suggestions you're running a huge group right now do you have suggestions for how to keep it uh from from being yeah from (laughs) just having these divisions and clicks and i mean and and saying fun Yeah. yeah
2: yeah the main thing that i learned from my experience is to basically be completely transparent about everything Mm -hmm. um don't hide anything like we i used to get like upset like with box when we would have small group gigs and i would pick people or you know laura and i would decide on people and then other people would get upset like they weren't picked and so i started sort of like telling the people in the small group like don't tell anyone we're doing this and like i think that (laughs) like because i felt (laughs) guilty like i felt really bad you know and like it's just like what how do you pick? But we had to. So Well you don't want so, to hurt
0: people's feelings. But right. some people just can't yeah, do it. Can't. Right, so, exactly.
2: And they can't. Yeah. And it's like you know, and they can practice and practice and, and then eventually do it. But, you know, again, uh, no. we're adults yeah. with like jobs and, and lives <laughs> right. Right, you know, so it's <laughs> yeah. but like so that that's my sort of like takeaway from that. And even with this group, you just have to communicate really well, be totally honest, like transparent, don't hide anything, you know, um You know, and just, again, like, don't, I, I just actually, you know, at rehearsal the other night, I gave my, like, I give this speech every, like, three months, it's like, don't, don't make fun of people, don't eye roll, if I (laughs) see eye rolling, I'm, you you know, this and that, don't talk about people (laughs) behind their back, like, if I hear (laughs) about it, like, you know what I mean, like, you know, so it's, you know, and this is fun for everyone and, you know, and and if someone's cranky to you, also you got to think maybe they had a bad day, you know what I mean? So like don't right. take things personally. That's a great thing I, just I, to
0: I, say. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah so it's, it's it's it is difficult and 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 you know, women in general can be like this super strong force when they're when they're all on the same page. Yeah. But when there's like, you know, women also have a tendency to like care more about what other people think about them like like i'm assuming i I don't know i'm not a guy so i i don't know but like but like i i just that's my experience is like so if someone's upset with somebody they care a little bit more and then it becomes oh my god is she upset with me is she talking about me oh my god what i do and then it becomes like 10 people are involved and then you know and then it becomes an issue but you know i just try to keep things like totally just communicate and open like we we like you know we have leaders and like i i I touch base with all the section leaders we have a whatsapp chat like we we touch base as much as we can like we say hey where has so-and-so been are they okay like oh yeah i checked in with them they just needed surgery like you you know what i mean or whatever so like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we take care of each other we check in on each other we don't really gossip and it's it's you know, if there if that is happening, it's, it's just between a few. And then, you know, I can... And just, again, based on the past, I can kind of... I can see it coming, to be honest. Like, I can tell yeah. when someone joins what kind of person they are. Yeah. And I can see it... I can see it coming. And I try to just, like, nip it. You know what I mean? So... You know, it's not like I go up to them and accuse them or anything, but like I just sort of like keep an eye on their interactions. And then, and, and eventually what ends up happening is people like that, like, because we are such a strongly bonded group of people who don't want drama, that people who try to like create drama, like, the band takes care of it. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't have to be involved at this point, but like, because they take care of it by not engaging and like, you know, not responding and or like taking them aside and saying, "Hey, that's not really cool what you said," or you know what I mean. So like, they sort of self yeah. self police in a way. Yeah.
0: yeah. But
2: they also know that it's like their. It's a lot of these women like in the group see it as they tell me it's their therapy. It's their like break from their lives. Like they for yeah. like, three hours rehearse. It's like you know mental. You know, uh, cleansing or whatever, and then you know, and then the shows and stuff. So it, I think people take it very seriously, and they don't want the drama there. So it's it's something that we all sort of control, um, and they all they all know the backstory too. So it, you know, like. You know, I, gotcha. Like, uh-huh. So it's it's like you know I'm open about it. Like I, people ask me. Like we have we have a new a person who joined right now. She joined. She owns an old batala drum. She's playing in our group with a batala drum. I don't care. She wants to play drums. You know, she was kicked out of the other group. You know what I mean? So like it it's she wants to play drums. Let her play drums. It's all about playing mu- making music, playing drums, and like you know that's that's the bigger goal. You know, so. So yeah, it's kind of funny to have a big old basal drum in, in the middle of the little, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's great, and you know, and it's like you know, it, it's just a casualty of of you know the the uh, what I call the implosion, you know. So, but it's fine. They exist. We exist. Uh, we exist with Samba New York. We exist with Mahan Samba, Rock to New York. There's Samba Novo. There's Harlem Samba. There's. Um, there, you know there's other groups so it's it's we all there's enough sun for everyone you know what i mean yeah. so.
0: and when a lot of those groups are also like are focusing on slightly different things like harlem samba is kind of for kids and yeah. And, yeah. and samba new york yeah. is a rio yep style oh yeah. and
2: philip is so great i mean philip i mean i i can contri- I, I attribute all of this like i've done to philip you know what i mean because he he was the one who, like, basically taught me, like, Kaisha, like, Samba Kaisha, and then from there, I was able to learn all this stuff, and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I kind of feel bad, I can't play with his battery anymore, because I have no time, but, um, you know, once I win the lottery and don't have to work, (laughs) then I'll play with all of them again, but it's, it's just, you know, but, like, if I could go back and play with him, I totally would, because he, he, he knows so much, and he's so good, and he's so precise, (laughs) that, like, it's, it's, like, that's what I'm used to, you know, um, but, but yeah, so props to Philip because he's he's the reason Basala came to New York, and he's the reason like now is here. So he may not like that because we're his direct competition. But like you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like in terms of some gigs and stuff. But um, but yeah, sure, so it's sure. cool. It's cool. I mean, I I still am in touch with all the leaders of all the groups. You know, you know, you know, you know hey, what's up? You know, stuff. Like that's, that. a, but, that's a that's um, a great
0: idea to just to tell your members like hey let's be supportive let just, just say it out loud yeah yeah oh
2: yeah no i make sure like when we uh when when my experience in salvador if one group comes upon another group because a lot of them would go out in a pillow and rehearse in various different mm-hmm. alleyways and stuff when they would like start moving around they would like jam together and then go on their merry way and play mm. you know what i mean and like when that yeah. happens here it's really cool um and then even like because i'm still you know the the marching band i was in uh they play in the same parades as us so after the parades like we'll often like wait for them or they'll wait for us and we'll like do a group jam that's sweet so yeah so it's it's you know it's fun and that's really for me the bottom line uh, for me because you know it it's it's my hobby it's still my hobby so it's fun and you know and 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 i someone once asked me why don't you just do it full time and i said i think i'd start resenting it if i have to like do it full time Mm. you know and it would be fun, so, but yeah, but Fogo is definitely growing, we, um, it's, 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 you know, my, my sort of bigger vision in general, and besides the meetup of all the groups from the United States, or wherever, is to have, there's no, like, to my knowledge, at least, there's no world percussion center in the United States, so, like, my, like, sort of bigger dream, and I share this, there's a guy named Mike who owns a, and runs, I don't know if you know, Wula drums, WLA. They oh, they the do African a camp, camp, don't they? Yeah, they mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So, so he and I, uh, we actually, his space is right near where I live. So, um, we've been rehearsing in this space and he and I share the same vision. Like there's no like world percussion center. Like he would love to have this like building where you bring in artists and percussionists from all over the world, really, not just Brazil. And like, you just do workshops and clinics and shows and events and, you know what I mean? And use it as a rehearsal space for various groups. You know, you can rent out space, you can do dance stuff. You can do, you know what I mean? But focusing on like drumming, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like, you know, again, once I win the lottery, that, that, that's, you know, hopefully, you know, tomorrow. I feel like
0: every group, well, I mean, a lot of the groups with leaders with a, with a vision have said that like we really want a right. space where we can yeah. t- do a bunch of dance and do a bunch of drumming. Yeah. And it's all just, it's almost like real estate decisions. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's like yeah. a whole other ball game of money and stuff, which is possible, but um yeah, it's just a different level.
2: And, you know, maybe it, it, yeah. that's part
0: of like the groups in the United States maturing, like we'll get to that point and we'll be able to right. have quadras and, you know, or whatever you want to yes, call it, community centers awesome. and things like yep. that, it Just you know, where everyone can kind of come together. and Right.
2: And even yeah. if it's like a block, like a neighborhood block, you know what I mean? Just like, but it's it's definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, it's definitely something that I think, yeah, like you said, may happen once everything sort of matures and yeah. moves forward. Yeah. But I, I, I do think like, in New York, especially, like here, I mean, we've been kicked out of so many different rehearsals. <laughs> it's it's just like, yeah. sorry, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's and it's not loud. like it, yeah. yeah. And it's not like it's two a.m. It's like normal hours. The noise ordinance laws are are fine. Like we're not, like you know, I know. what I mean. So
0: yep, yep. I know. It's I always want to. Whenever that happens, it's like you know people mowing their yard. I mean, I don't know if New York City really has lawns, but it's like the leaf blower is. Pretty freaking loud right. too oh, at absolutely. eight in the morning. I mean, yeah. come on, like,
2: yeah. <laughs> we once rehearsed under the Brooklyn or under the Manhattan Bridge, and the trains, the subway, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's so loud that when I would talk, I would have to stop talking to wait for the train to go by. Right. Right. So, right. and then people still complained about us. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> You, you have these subways going by every two minutes but we're annoying so yeah so it's it's interesting you move and you live in a giant city and you want it to be quiet all the time it's just not yeah possible. yeah but, yeah so
0: yeah we want anyway. actual mayhem not organized mayhem
2: <laughs> yes exactly right exactly I mean, yeah, they do film shoots here all the time and like cars get blown up and stuff and like, you don't know what's going
0: on and (laughs) and then
2: they're mad about the drum line down the street, you know, you know, and and, I mean, cars get blown up for film shoots, not for fun. (laughs) I
0: know what um, you mean. But yeah, yeah.
2: but yeah, but it's, it's, uh, yeah. And like, it's, it's so, I mean, you know, I just hope that, you know, people, uh, the more and more people who, who hear us and, and see us and realize they can do it because I truly believe everyone can do it. I mean, you get some people who come in there with two left feet and it's it's like oh god, and and like you know, it's like but you know you just push it and push it and push it and give them the chance and 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 then all of a sudden there's like either a couple weeks later, or a couple months later, I look over and that person is like right on, awesome, dancing, playing, having an awesome time, smiling, and it's like the best feeling because it's like those people like sucked when they came in, like they were like shy, they were afraid, and now they're like upfront, like yeah. you know what I mean? So this is like Love that's that. what's super rewarding about it too, you know that like you can just like. Cause you know, we don't really have music written down. You don't have to read music to be in this group and like it's, it's all call and response and that's how we teach it. So it's, it's, you know, I think people are intimidated by the music side of it, but it's, I think once people just like start showing up and they, it's, it's like super therapeutic and super fun. And that's sort of the goal and what I've learned over the past since 2011, you know what I mean? That like people aren't really there to, you know, be professionals per se. They're there to like, right. have fun and meet new people. And, and honestly, I
0: think that's the way music started happening. Or yeah. I well, maybe not started. I can't speak to that. But that's like the natural way of music is that it happens. You see it. You want to join in. You figure it out. Right. You learn. It's not this kind of top-down thing. I talk about this all the time. Not all the time. But I have mentioned this before that Dana Montero from Harlem mm. Samba, his dissertation talks... Exactly about this, like, we're we're almost taught in school to be intimidated by music, you need to study, 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 and learn to read music and learn to be super exact before yeah. you're allowed to perform, whereas right. a lot right. of these other types of music come from the bottom up, so it's um, kind of, it's oh, what a, am I trying yeah. to say? It's like... Um, it's just sort of you naturally can jump in it's accessible it's yeah. not so difficult that you have to have years of study before you can play it it's you know
2: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. well like even here like these new women they uh started uh, i think july 11th and they were playing shows yesterday and i i put people in shows right away i mean it depends on the show but like you know like a street festival like you know we did yesterday and and the roller derby had like 40 or 50 of us so they blend in if they make mistakes they just eh, whatever it's fine but like i believe in 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 and throwing people in right away because it it sort of shows them sort of the goal in a way you know what Mm -hmm. i mean Uh Whereas if you're like constantly being told you have to practice and get these 16th notes perfect before you can play you know it's kind of like to some people it's like oh this is this is too hard you know what i mean whereas if you throw them in and they see the final goal then they'll work harder, you know? That's sort of my experience. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just my experience, you know? And again, in really uh, My it's, experience, it's,
0: it's a little bit opposite that, like, people, once they start performing, they, they rest on their laurels mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, like, they yeah. kind of stop. They do the minimum amount possible mm-hmm. to be able to be asked just to perform, off. and then they then they just stop because it kind of satisfied something in them. And then they don't practice anymore. Right. But uh,
2: Well, I purposely throw new music every week or at least every other mm, week. Mm.
0: So that,
2: that also gets people like, you know, there were people who came yesterday who hadn't been there. They were traveling or whatever. And I threw, so I saw all this new music in July and they're like, and I was like, well, <laughs> oh, sorry. So, yeah. but like, but like, yeah, no, that's true as well. Yeah. People do. But I mean, I, I think maybe it's just because of like how we, you know again I, the individuals in the group all sort of you know help carry each other as well uh-huh, and teach uh-huh. each other so it's it's you know like before shows and stuff i'll i'll see like someone ask someone something like frantically and then like they're, they're sure. all discussing it in a small group and they and they right. get it you know so they, they take care of each other but um but yeah i don't know i mean i i just throw them right into the fire just go cuz mm-hmm. it's it's like you know i also believe in a performance high you know so mm-hmm. which you know is is you know i give them legal addicting you know music you know so i mean maybe that's that's <laughs> that's not so great to talk about but i do i do think that it's it's you know a kind of a performance high is real so you know and they, they feel it so you know it's just fun and i have a fun time and i love it and you know it's 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 frustrating because i do run the whole thing you know but um it you know we're slowly making teams and stuff. That's that's coming soon. Like different teams for different responsibilities. Like you know equipment and that's really I helpful. All the problems. Yeah, no, I am I'm, I'm you know I'm still a little paranoid about you know the, the former situation, So right. like I, I'm a little protective of everything. Like you know so like and it's hard for me to trust people who want to help because I'm like hmm. mm. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> mean. Like hmm. yes. you know, but like it's it's um. You know, it's slowly, like, it's coming along in terms of, like, delegating out more stuff. And and so hopefully that will help, you know, because... It's fun. Like, you know, like yesterday, even at the roller derby, I just wanted to watch the darn roller derby <laughs> game. And like, people were like, how does this go? What is this? I forgot my shirt. Do you have an extra right. stick? Do you have a wrench? Do you have that? I'm like, oh my God, I just want to watch the game. So, so it's like, you know, and it's great. I love them. You know, I love all of the members, but you know, sometimes I just, you know, if the other people could, like, could step up and, like, you know, do sure. some minor, you of the whole thing that, you know, that's going to happen soon. So it'll be good.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, where, um, where do you feel your group is headed in the future? What do you see as a future for you guys?
2: Um, I mean, I think right now our trajectory is to grow. Our, our goal, uh, is to be able to be in multiple places at once. Um, because it, we have such... I mean, we turn down gigs all the time because we don't have the, the woman power, as it be. Um, like, you know, we get asked... Like, it comes in waves. Like, we'll be asked to do, like, six things on one Saturday. And it's like, mm. you can't, you know? So, I mean, ideally to have enough uh, people to, to be able to be in so many places and just to... Because we have demand and it's... Um, but in terms cool. of growth, I think like we're now going into um, youth centers and stuff, and we just we just are sort of doing a pilot in a youth center here in the city uh, mm. for teens and stuff for like mm. uh, sort of like. Or a drum circle style, not so much bacteria style, but drum circle style, like, just have them teach them some basic rhythms and and get them to, like, sort of do things together in in that sort of, like, group effort thing. Uh, um, But we don't really know what much to do with that because it's our first time and we're just sort of feeling it out. But it would be, I mean, for for goals, it would be awesome to be able to have, like, a youth arm of us, like, youth girls, Mm -hmm. like, teenage girls or whatever. And then um, to have that, you know, as, like, an after school thing or, like... you know, it's, it's that, that would is one goal. And then, uh, you know, just to grow and, and just be like New York's, like everyone knows us, you know what I mean? Like that would be like, Oh yeah, that drum line, the blue drum line, right. you know, cause that's, that's what we're called. Cause most people don't know what Fogo means, even though Fuego is fire in Spanish, mm-hmm. they still get so confused about what Fogo means. And you know, even though half of New York city speaks Spanish. So, but, um, so yeah, so we're the blue drum line. So, um, but yeah, it would it would it would be nice to have some more community uh, involvement in terms of like going out to schools and, and community centers and senior centers and you know youth centers and stuff like that. And your just... your
0: co-director can lead, also.
2: Oh, she totally can. Yeah. So she yeah. um her name's Dana Johnson. She was with me in Batla. She um she's been like a drum set player for a long time. So she she actually's written some of our breaks as well. And uh, she like takes over when when I'm on vacation or something. Um, so yeah, she conducts, she'll, she'll lead rehearsals and shows and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, cause I can't always be at every single thing.
0: Sure. Um, yeah.
2: so she'll take over and we have two other conductors who also now are yeah, right on. Taking over. So, you know, awesome. it's fun to sort of pass over the baton because it's fun. It's actually fun to watch, you know, like it's fun to watch us in shows and stuff and like watch, watch how the band rehearses when you're not leading rehearsal, you know? So it's fun to be the observer um in the whole thing um but yeah so i mean it's it's gonna grow i know it's gonna grow i mean we're trying to figure out what to do with that we need more drums like desperately so we're trying to figure out what to do with that and then um you know the question of should we make our own came up and that's a whole other project but um you know so it's it's uh yeah we're sort of in a holding pattern in terms of like vision but but that would be my goal Mm
0: -hmm. so do the Batala drums hold up pretty good
2: Oh yeah, they're great. I mean, they um, they're yeah. I mean, they they wear and tear on them, and they do hold dents. So if like they get a dent or something, it, it you can bang it out all you want. It's just going to come back because the metal. Oh, interesting. Is, like, metal has memory, so um, yeah, yeah. But they um, you know, it they're fine, and we we still have the drum heads. A lot of the drum heads are still the same. You know, we have to change them out and stuff. But um, and then other people like just go and like like the reppies like to go buy their own reppy. Happy piece, so mm-hmm. you know but they have to have certain you know like they everyone wants smaller drums that's another thing we did we um we have a metalsmith in the band oh, wow. and she uh made drums for blue man group so um when we changed over those bass drum drums were giant 24 inch 20 inch uh, 24 inch 22 inch surdus and then yeah, 20 inch the, the dobras which are the you know the, the third equivalent third surdues. so um
0: you know, 24 she inches actually, huge
2: yeah she cut them all she cut them down so so she sliced and diced these things and reshaped huh. them to be round and so now our smallest huh. or our biggest surgery is 20 inch uh and then 18 inch and then 16 inch so huh. it actually is more um you know it's more conducive to c- the commuter life here in new york Oh uh, right! You know we don't have cars, so a lot of people strap these on. We use two belts and we wear them <laughs> like backpacks on the bikes. They right. bicycle with them. They ride scooters, uh, you know, oh, subways, cool. buses. So you gotta, you gotta
0: post some pictures of that. You gotta send us some oh, photos yeah? of that
2: yeah they they exist. I just have to find them i we could even do a whole photo collage for you, if you yeah, yeah. commuting in New York I with drums. That. <laughs> but yeah no it's it's funny how they rig it up and like carry things. One person ha b- made like a bicycle like a um sidecar, but it's behind, so just for her <laughs> drum so she like rides her bike with this little cart and her drum is just sits awesome. on the back and awesome. so yeah, so they're creative it's very creative um. You know, so it's it's just a matter of we, we're sort of stuck because we only have a certain number of drums. I'm trying to add chimbaos into the group. That's always a pro- work in progress because, like, people want to do it and they actually bought their own. And then there's just don't sort of time to rehearse, you know, because yeah. um, Marcus, that's his, you know, he, I mean, his, when he plays chimbao, it's like a whole other element. Yeah, they're such so. a
0: pain to parade with.
2: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, and then the parades are like two hours long. And it's like, oh, God, my hands hurt. Um, well, walking but, you gotta mm-hmm. i mean
0: how do you yeah it's hard walking, yeah but yeah we had up.
2: guests the guests there's a women's group in madrid uh they came um batukara Ke uh, entende they came uh for the mermaid parade here in june uh-huh. and they had two players who um they just were like done halfway through the parade they're like yeah. forget it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah they yeah but it's hard it's so hard. But I think it would be like again, like you don't really see people playing Chimbao here in the US, right? Like you don't see it unless it's you know, like a stage show or something and like to have like my goal also on that end is to have like fifteen in in the group, you know. There's
0: chimbao players out here on the west coast. Oh yeah.
2: Oh you're lucky. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not Every I year Brazil here. camp there's a whole yeah. line of oh, them. Brazil a, camp. Like 10- it's yes. I think for the parade in Seattle this year, we had at least five or... Oh, yeah? Five to oh. eight players, yeah. And for well, the battery of, like, I think it was 80-something, 90. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's
2: awesome. Good. Yeah. Send them this way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that'd be awesome. I mean, because it's a whole different sound, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that's so traditional. But um,
0: that's well, and, cool, and yeah. And Dudu's been talking this... He's been saying 20 and 20. So 20 chimbaos in 2020 has been the thing. <laughs> so there's the word, oh, everybody, 20 and 20. Yes. I think the it came, I think Steve White from Samba Jaw in Eugene, Oregon came up with this. Somebody did, but yeah, they want to have 20 chimbao players next year.
2: By 2020. By 2020. That's a great phrase. That's, that's actually, I might steal that.
0: <laughs> yeah, do. Everybody <laughs> should steal it. 20 and <laughs> yeah. 2020.
2: Right? That's actually awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. California Brazil camp. I it's so on my list of things to do. It's just again, I'm just so busy. But um. But I hear that's like amazing. Yes. Yeah? You guys have been. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dudo, is. On well, the second is... week,
0: there's a lot of. There's a some Eliyahu people, right, Diana? Um, you can explain their. Well, Marcio's this better than there, me. and
1: uh-huh. Dende is there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Margaretti is there this year again too. So.
0: Yeah.
2: mhm Yeah, again,
1: she's
2: been what. Yeah, she's been there
1: like three
0: times, I think. Two
1: or three times. And she's
2: going, when is this? All right, I'm going to look it up. In
0: August. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the second week, the last week of August, second week of camp.
2: Yeah, we're going, the band's going to Bermuda. Well, like, 15 of us are going to Bermuda. Oh, wow. That's another cool. thing. There's a There was a woman who saw Batala way back in, like, 2013 who wanted to start Batala Bermuda, and she went down and spent time in the house and stuff, and then it just didn't work out. So she's been trying to start a group in Bermuda, and I actually sold her some of the Batala drums, so they've been... They're, like, sort of, you know, on their way to being, you know, a group as well. And they've played a bunch of shows. So we're going down there for Labor Day weekend. It's the first annual Bermuda Pride Festival. Oh, wow. So, um, like, 15 of us are going to go and, like, parade with them. They've never marched. So this will be fun
1: so are some of you staying and doing the brazil day parade
2: i think so um yeah we it's always like there's always like a last minute sort of like day before event and then uh the day of brazilian day like the batteries just kind of show up Mm -hmm. um there's no real organized like you're here you're there you're there and um I, I don't know. I heard this year that the, the guy who runs it found out that this happens and like, he's upset that the batteries just show up. So I'm kind of nervous about it, but at the same time, like whatever, like, you know, what are they going to do? Kick us out. But, you know, so yeah, so that's the plan. It's, um, but it's, it's again, I, I don't know the situation and I don't want to like upset anyone. So, um, but yeah, so the plan is to go. Yeah. So, cause you know, the band will still be here, but that's hard because a lot of people are on vacation that week. Right. So, so yeah. But um but but yeah, so it'll it'll be fun. It's fun because, you know, it's it's Brazil Day is always fun because it's the crowds are so much a different level of appreciation than we're used to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um people appreciate us, but Brazilians more so appreciate it. They dance more, they get into it more, they they sing and jump and stuff more. So it's it's uh it's it's one of my favorite <laughs> events. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you guys um being an all-female group, do you guys accept transgendered women?
2: Yes, we do. Actually, our our technical tagline is uh, all-female transgender non-conforming individuals. Mm. So, um, transgender. I'm sorry, transgender gender non-conforming. T G I N C. I don't know. I'm old. I'm older, and all of these acronyms confuse me. But, yeah, me um, too. <sighs> but it's it's uh, yeah no we definitely we had we do have transgender people in the group um, and gender non-conforming people mm-hmm. in the group. So that's Great. we welcome all of them. So. Uh, the more the merrier um, just to be a safe space you know uh, mm-hmm. so yeah so definitely that's that's also um, you know something that was uh, you know issues in the past where was that a thing and like it wasn't wanted and, and so like that's also was one of my goals of the new group to sort of be welcoming to all of that you know
0: um and there are oh, men right. there. how would batala deal with that um i don't know at this point but I mean, we don't I need was... to talk about that really but because it's right
2: but like i mean at the time they just were like the other people the leadership within i don't know the bigger batala but like within Batalla nyc uh, it was like a no-go mm-hmm. so um you know they were like no we're all women women only women only women only so you know and I was like uh <laughs> but yeah. yeah so um but yeah so it's it's yeah, no, so it's uh, definitely we're welcoming to all, and we do get men who come up to us after shows, and they're like, can I join if I wear a dress? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you just don't get it. <laughs> you know, so, it, it, you know, it's like, well, you know, I can I can lead you to these groups if you want to really yeah. play. Like, they're great groups, you know, they're co-ed. And, you know, um, you know, and I give them, you know, that info. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's, you know, we get a lot of comments. Well, not a lot. We often maybe okay we sometimes get comments about like oh it's not fair you don't allow men in that's discrimination and stuff but like it's like the same with like sports teams like you know it can. it's the same same concept like you have women's teams men's teams and you know like they don't really aren't allowing women to play professional men's hockey you know what i mean or maybe they are now i don't know so it's the same it goes both ways so yeah.
0: yeah yeah
2: but um but yeah so yeah
0: Interesting. um I feel like I've been asking all the questions, Diana. do you have some have anything? Um, I mean, I
1: think we're winding down. It seems like um, I want to know um, Stacy, are there is there anything that we haven't asked you that you'd like to to share with our listeners, about your group or about you as a as a percussionist?
2: Oh, um, no, you guys are very thorough. Um, <laughs> you guys are pros. Um, no, not really. I mean, it's just if anyone is not local, well, first of all, if they're local and they want to join, just look us up and you know email me. Um, if they're not local and they come to visit New York, contact us and we'll. Because sometimes we don't put everything on our our various social media websites where we're going to be. Because sometimes they're smaller private events, but we can have people come. So we don't advertise everything we do. So if anyone's around or if anyone wants to come rehearse, and that's men too, we allow men at our rehearsals usually if, if they're if you know they have to be. You know, say I have to either know someone or talk to me first, um, but we, we, we allow it if they're drummers, you know, um, so that's that's fine, too. We do have, you know, guest guys come from other drumming groups that were part of Grooversity. You know, uh, Marcus mm-hmm. comes. So, you know, we, it's not like we're not going to let any guys play with us, but um, it's just for membership, you know. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's in town in New York, they want to know what we're doing or see us or come see us rehearse um, or, you know, they want to purposely come and play with us. Like every year, the Halloween parade, we have guests from somewhere. Um, so that's that's always a big one, the Halloween parade here in New York. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's kind of like the open call to that. And cool. then, uh, But if anyone... I don't know if anyone listening has any ideas where, you know, a hundred member drum line in New York city can rehearse without <laughs> complaints. I mean, that's always welcome. <laughs> you know, we have like, we have like 27 hapikis or something like that. So it's, it's loud. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, but like, you know, and, and so, or if anyone knows of any, you know, fancy rich donors who want to like buy us a building that they can call too.
0: <laughs> oh, so like what inspires you to keep going this this is it's a lot of organization especially changing the night every day of the week and mm-hmm. organizing yeah. um gigs and dealing with yeah and dealing with you know infighting and things like that like how what inspires you to keep going
2: Uh, it's a great question I mean I I had a near meltdown last month about it which is how the team structure came about I was like I can't do it anymore because you know I you know I I work in a hospital and it's stressful and Mm -hmm. you know and I have a family like 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 my parents and stuff I mean I don't have kids or anything but um but like it's it's I think what keeps me going is just the rewarding aspect of having new people come and learn this stuff and like have fun and enjoy it and like you know, seeing how the, just a the pure joy it brings to not only the players, but the audiences, you know. Yeah. And, like, it's just a constant reminder of, like, you know... I'm not doing this for, I'm like I'm not doing this for personal reasons like I mean yes it's fulfilling for me yes it's fun yes you know but there's no, I'm not I don't get paid like I don't yeah. pay myself like I don't get paid so it's not I'm not doing it for money I'm not doing it for a job I'm not I do it for the pure fun of sharing what I know you know what I mean? Like if I don't know something, I'll ask. And and if they don't they wanna know more about something, I'll ask someone to either research it or I'll research it or whatever. So I think it's it's the it's just it's the camaraderie of the group and then, like, the the, the engagement of the audience and, and how much people, like, afterwards, like, how, what the things they say, like, someone came up to me yesterday and hugged me, some random stranger, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, she's like, oh my god, you changed my day, I was in such a bad mood, and then I heard you guys, and I saw you guys, and I realized it's all women, and it's so empowering, and da-da-da, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, that, that stuff is always, like, super fulfilling, so you know, it's, 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 it's sort of that level of what keeps me going. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of emails. It's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of, you know, like back and forth and, you know, and a lot of like update the website and, and, and do that. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's, it's a lot of the, that technical stuff, but that the, the seeing the audience react and, and seeing how we impact, like we got a message through Instagram a few weeks ago from, Uh, like a 16 or 17 year old teenager who she said like she she uh was never allowed to be in band her parents wouldn't let her be in band and she's always wanted to be in a marching band and like somehow we popped through her feed and like we inspired her to like go out and take drum lessons and like Hmm. you you know what i mean and like you know what i mean she lives in the midwest somewhere so like you know so it's it's you know stuff like that is like you don't know who you affect and so so yeah so and then when you hear these stories you know um, it's just like, it's like, okay, yeah, that's why we do it. That's why I do it. That's why I stick with it. That's why I like, you know, come to rehearsal every week, even though I'd rather like go get dinner with my friends, you, you know what I mean? But like, it's, it, it, you know, so that's really what, what I get out of it and what I, you know, the, the sort of, uh, satisfaction is there. Um, cause it is a lot of work. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so.
0: Thank you, Stacy, for coming on and sharing your experience and telling us about your group. I appreciate you taking the time to do this.
2: Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking and yeah. having the time. Yeah
1: It's always great to have um, more folks from the East Coast because uh, we always have that time difference, so that's mm. a hindrance sometimes when we interview people, but good to uh, speak from good to speak to somebody on the East Coast and good to speak with another female leader.
2: Yes, absolutely. The more women, the better.
0: Thank you for listening to this, everybody. Um, that was a fun interview for us. If you want to learn more about Fogo Azul NYC, you can check out their website. Uh, let's see, I'll spell it for you: f o g o a z u l n y c dot com. Um, they also have a Facebook page. Just look up Fogo Azul NY on Facebook, and they also have a Twitter: Fogo Azul NY. Oh, Instagram, too. They're all over Roy the place. Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, it's They're easy to find. And if you just go to their website, it's links to all their social media. And you can learn more about the group and see a bunch of photos of everybody. Um, they just look really fun. So
1: if you're in New York and uh, you're interested, they're mm. always, I'm sure, taking in new, new members.
0: Yeah, go check them out.
1: Uh, so we'd like to give a few shout outs uh, today and one is for Karim from Aquarella de Paris they're from uh, of course Paris and they've been around since 1987 Whoa. Around a long time so Karim uh, sent us a message and said he'd been listening and uh, we really appreciate uh, messages like that so thank you for writing to us and go aquarella buddies. <laughs> Another um, shout out goes to Sergio Damasceno in Tokyo. Sergio's a friend from California Brazil camp and he's always liking and sharing our posts that we share on our Facebook page. So, hi Sergio. Hope to see you in Tokyo someday and my my his lovely wife who's also a zombista, So, Hello to you, too.
0: We also have a shout-out for Kathleen Tejada in Hawaii. She's another one of our active Facebook people. It's always nice to um, get little mentions and likes from people, so thank you for that, Kathleen. And we have another one for um, Greg Wilkie, a local Portland uh, fan, and he bought a Brazilian Beat t-shirt. Nice. Yes. Yes, that you guys can buy at net. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless self-promotion. And Greg also likes a lot of our posts,
1: so thanks yeah. for um, keeping that going. It's, it's nice to see that people appreciate uh, our shares and uh, stuff we put yeah. out there on our Facebook yeah. page. Thanks, Greg. So, we'd love to hear from you folks out there. Please let us know you're listening. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts so we know that you're listening as well. Um, you can send us email. Uh, we're at uh, the Brazilian at gmail.com. Um, you can find our website, BrazilianBeat.com, as well. You can send us messages on Twitter uh, where the Brazilian Beat one that's the number one. Um, and also our Facebook page, as we've mentioned, um, and you can also find us on Instagram. Um, check out our photos there. Um,
0: tag us if you
1: want. If you are wearing your new Brazilian beat T-shirt or your Go Samba T-shirt, uh, and really
0: you should follow it because Diana is like putting up a lot of stuff um, on all the social media. I'm like trying. she's always posting like the latest awesome video of somebody playing something amazing, or yeah. Groups of around the world, you know, doing shows and things like that. She's, yeah. You got your finger on the pulse, Diana. I do,
1: on the pulse of the.
0: <laughs> on the pulse, literally, on the
1: pulse. Uh, so, um, listen to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Courtney, where do you listen to your favorite podcasts?
0: Uh, Google Podcasts. I used to use Player oh. FM, but I'm transferring over to Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts too. I go back and forth. But uh, listen to us out there somewhere on one of those uh, (laughs) podcast players. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ciao.